0: My name is Caitlin McGarry um, and I want to welcome you to the Piazza Lecture Series. I lead university engagement here at Piazza and we are incredibly grateful to have all of you um, to take your time especially in this busy time of year at the end of term to join us today and I know our discussion will be a rich one this morning. Today's discussion will focus on managing effective teaching teams on Piazza and we're fortunate with us to have some leading experts on the topic here today. We're excited to have our featured guest speaker, Daniel Ehrman, professor of mathematics at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, who's actually here with us in the Piazza office today. Daniel, you wanna say hello and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, and thank you everyone for, for taking the time to come.
0: Excellent. In addition to Daniel, we are joined today by Dr. Peter Bodery from the University of Michigan, Dr. Jan Klein from the University of Maryland, and Dr. Ileano Servisato from Carnegie Mellon University. We're so grateful to each one of you for taking the time to contribute to today's discussion. And with that, Daniel, the floor is yours.
1: Uh, great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, um, and and I've been using Piazza in some of the large math courses that that uh, I teach there. And and so I wanted today to talk about um, some of the the things that we do to to manage challenges in those large courses. And with a, with a particular focus on, on how Piazza helps us solve some of those problems. Um, so let me just start by, by giving a lay of the land. When I talk about a large math course, we're usually talking about calculus, though there are some others, and, and our calculus courses will have about one to 2,000 students um, in a course for a, for a given semester. So Calc 1 or Calc 2, say, uh, we'll have you know, around that many. Uh, And we break them up into 300-person lectures, give or take. So there will be many different lectures on the same course running in parallel. And then within a lecture, students will will attend the lecture, and they'll also attend discussion sections, which are run by TAs. And and discussion sections will have around 30 uh, 30 undergrads per, per section. And so we end up with for a given lecture, we end up with five or six TAs teaching multiple sections uh, for, for our 300-person lectures, and so, so we have these large teams with multiple lecturers and and then large groups of TAs. I should add here, our TAs are primarily uh, students who are pursuing PhDs within our math department. It's not everyone is that, but that's the, the vast majority. And there are some. Challenges that that arise immediately related to to these large teams, which are other than the the multiple people, there's also the TAs are going to have very limited time. I mean, um, there's a lot of duties they need to cover. They have a max of only 20 hours a week and and preferably even less than that spent on teaching. And every year we're getting new new PhD students. And so we're getting new TAs uh, and we have limited opportunities and resources for training. So, so we do a single week where we try to give a pretty comprehensive training up front and then there's sporadic feedback throughout, but, but by and large, the, the training is somewhat limited too. Um, and so we're, our goal is to give all of our undergrads a really high-quality experience in the course, but we want to find a way to do this uh, without really overtaxing the TAs, and, and that's sort of one of the challenges. Um, and in fact with that, let me switch to, to the major challenges that, that we have in, in these large courses, at least that I see in, in teaching these large courses. Um, so one of them that, that I'll talk about is efficiency, which is just how do we optimize teaching quality given, given the, the constraints we have, right? So So we're a public institution and like many public institutions, budget is a constant issue there's constant pressure around that and class sizes are kind of constantly increasing and we wanna be able to, even in the face of that, maintain a really high level of of teaching quality. A second question we have in these large courses has to do with uniformity. And and here here there's a real challenge with multiple lecturers and TAs, which is we wanna ensure that, I mean, students care tremendously about their grades in these courses, they're used for, or admissions to, to medical schools and and things like this. And and we want to ensure that these grades are are arrived at fairly and that the students feel that that they've been treated fairly. Um, when you have multiple TA when you have you know large sets of lecturers and lots of TAs, um, there are always going to be concerns about you know one TA being an easier grader than another or things like this. And so we want to really make sure that we can find a way to to assess students fairly across sections um, but, but we want to do it also without really micromanaging every little detail so there's a challenge there and then the last challenge is just something which is central to, to you know any research university like ours which is we're, we're constantly balancing research and teaching and so, so here the central issues are how do we balance um, the needs of our are TAs in their own pursuit of a PhD with the, the teaching needs of the undergraduates. Uh, all right, so let me tackle these. I'm just gonna talk about these one by one. Um, so I'll start with uh, efficiency. Um, and I'll really start very concretely um, with, with an issue that I think is, is something I found that TAs feel is, is really frustrating, which has to do with answering homework questions uh, over email. So obviously in math classes, we have tons of, of homework and the problems can be confusing. And, and students are very often, you know, seeking, seeking help with their homework. And I found that that the process of reaching out to TAs and asking questions over homework is, is a really frustrating one for everyone. Students are frustrated by um, the lack of good replies or, or by how long it can take to get a replies, TAs, are frustrated by constantly having this hanging over their head and by students writing them pissy emails and things. Um, and and from a larger viewpoint, it's just incredibly inefficient. I mean, if we have a thousand students taking the same course and doing the same homework, they're going to be confused on the same things. And answering these questions one by one is just a, a massive waste of resources. Um, I guess I should have mentioned there's this this comic that I always think of when I think about this, which is uh, by Jorge Cham, who is a who has a comic called PhD Comics, which is about the kind of hassles of being a, a TA or, or a graduate student more generally. And he has a whole a whole series that kind of addressed these issues. Um, so this is one thing where where I've in my courses had had a policy which I think uses. Piazza in a way that's been really effective for us. So so we just have a course policy where we say, no, we don't answer homework questions over email. So all homework questions, or even more broadly, all course questions, logistics questions, should be posted and answered on Piazza. And so if a student emails me a homework question, I'll say, this is a great question. Our course policy is to do this on Piazza. I'll paste it up there and you'll find your answer there. And and doing it this way, it, It obviously allows us to avoid duplicating efforts, um, but it has some real benefits for the students and the TAs too. So the the reply times, I mean, I've been kind of astonished how fast they get. Um, So so at one point in one of my courses I looked, the average reply time was somewhere around 25 minutes for for a question. And you know, we get hundreds of questions, hundreds of homework questions over a semester. It's been a really great resource in that way. Now, in order to make it work, we needed to to set the course norms, as I say, not having homework questions over email. Um, We also had to to restructure a little bit how we manage the TAs. So so time on Piazza is is a responsibility for for my courses. Um, I've done 30 minutes a week, maybe sometimes 60. It's it's varied course to course. Um, But then we need to grab that from somewhere else. We need to take away another responsibility. Um, what we found is that, or what I found is that this policy more than covers itself. In that, with 30 minutes per week, if you're eliminating homework questions over email, you know, TAs would report that as as far more than 30 minutes per week, two hours or more per week. So that by and large, this is a real savings in time, and it's it's a savings in uh in in stress and in frustration. So so that's been a really effective policy for us. I'll say also, there's other things. I do in my courses to, to tackle efficiency that have nothing to do with Piazza. I just thought I'd mention a couple while we're here. I mean, so we do, uh, we have open office hours, so a student can go to any TA's office hours across the entire course, and, and that's a way that you can use the scale of these courses to your advantage. It lets us, basically there's always someone having office hours um, during the week, and it allows our TAs to, to avoid making individual appointments. There's kind of always someone else available at a given time so so it lets us as instructors really stick to our office hours and that's been that's been a really effective thing um, I mean the other ones are, are I think fairly common we, we try to streamline time on preparation by providing worksheets and quizzes that that are what we want to, to help out the TAS we we think a lot about or I think a lot about streamlined grading procedures so so it's they're easier to implement, so we aren't spending as much time grading. Um, and we try to share responsibilities across the whole course. So make up exams or students with special needs, we just share these responsibilities broadly so we aren't duplicating efforts. Um, but I think those are kind of fairly, fairly common. So let me switch to, to uniformity now. Um, and, and so this is something that's, that's been a real push at our university um, and, and within our department is a desire in these large courses to, to make them more uniform from semester to semester and and even within a semester. Um, I mean, I'll just, very briefly, we had a problem where when the courses changed too much from semester to semester, it was, you know, it could cause issues for students when they would advance from Calc 1 to Calc 2, um, not entering with the same background knowledge, right? So, so that was an issue, among others. Um, so, so, there's been a real move towards uniformity, um, and and here a lot of what we've done is not um, out of the ordinary. So, we're standardizing materials like worksheets and quizzes. Um, we're aiming for for more uniform exams, not not always, but but in a lot of these courses, that's that's becoming the norm. And we try to coordinate among the lecturers, and I always have regular meetings with the TAs just to make sure everyone's on the same page. But in addition, there are ways that that I found uh, that. Piazza has really helped with, with some of these in, in ways that surprised me. I mean, one was just, when there's a centralized location for asking these homework questions, um, that gives you the opportunity to have a kind of official course reply to these sorts of things. And and so, as we all do that, the the various instructors and TAs, you're developing a, a common language for, for how to write a solution to certain problems. Um, and and it's visible for everyone in the course to see. So so it, it kind of spreads among the instructors and and the students because um, there's this central place to see it. And you know, just, I mean just to be obvious the obvious, like I'm not attending the lectures of the, the other people who are teaching the same course as me, right? So this is one of the only place where we're all really overlapping and, and seeing something in common. I mean there are some other benefits. It's you know the the quality of reply you get to a question is not going to depend on your particular TA. That's a, certainly a uniformity benefit. It kind of lessens the, the individual impact that the TA you happen to be assigned to will have for your experience of the course. It gives me the opportunity to, to, by looking at how TAs are replying to answers, every now and then I'll notice a TA who's really out of sync in some way. who's who's saying either a a course logistics question or a homework question, giving incorrect advice on it. And and it gives me the opportunity to to catch that, again, without having to go to every single, you know, be in class every day. Um, It's an easy way to kind of skim and notice when when there's a red flag. Um, That's happened once or twice for me. And then there's this funny one I hadn't thought much about until until it happened, which is uh, math classes, we get into really nitty gritty questions about how these exams are graded. So like, how much does an answer need to be simplified to get full credit? And and there's no right answer here. I mean, you could ask five math professors about simplification, and they could have five totally different standards. Um, and and it takes a lot of time to talk through all of these contingencies and whatever. And Piazza is actually a really good place for it. I mean, if they're asking their TAs these questions, the TAs don't know the answer. They usually don't write the grading rubric, so so they don't have it. Um, and if we're trying, you know, if they're asking them in lecture, it's eating up, it's eating up all that time to say nothing of the fact that if you have different lecturers who are different, different answers to this. And then you're trying to do uniform grading. It's that's not just, that's not going to work either. So so it just is a really good format for for even certain logistical course questions, again, to receive like a uniform answer and and have it be documented in a place we can look back on when when we're setting the grading rubrics or whatever. Um, so it's been really valuable for for uniformity, uh, for me at least, in, in those various ways. Um, I mentioned also the challenges of, of balancing research and, and teaching with, with large groups of TAs. I mean, I don't have too much to say here that's, that's out of the ordinary. For our TAs, they're, they're primarily PhD students, and so having time to do their research is, is really important to them. In addition, we, we want them to develop not just as researchers but also as independent teachers. And and so this can be in conflict with uniformity sometimes. We don't want to script their sections. We want to also give them the opportunity to to learn to teach on their own. You know, having finding a balance of of what to uniformize and what what to give them freedom on is, is a challenge. Um, but I'll just say it's it's I mean I think the biggest thing that that I found here was just the, the benefit, the big benefit we had of of really saving them time by by getting rid of these these emails and and kind of making like easier in certain ways. It had added benefits beyond to the course. It had benefits within our kind of department's culture or within our our my own managing of tas, which is just, I mean, it's really simple. It's just if you show, I found that that if if I demonstrated that I cared about the time of my tas and I was working to you know avoid wasting their time, um, that just developed a better working relationship, and, and that kind of had residual effects beyond uh, beyond just the, the individual course. Um, I'll end by just summarizing a couple quick tips or best practices. These are mostly things I've said already, um, but the biggest one, my one that I push on all my colleagues, is this idea of, of having students post all course-related questions on Piazza. We only use email for for individual or confidential questions. So questions about a grade or something. Um, but but anything which is kind of a public question, we move to Piazza and we ask an answer that we, we ask and answer it there. And once that becomes the norm, that really saves a lot of time. In terms of managing the TAs, I found it's it's necessary to set clear standards about um, what we what I expect from them, how much time to spend. You know what what the answers should look like, um, even even appropriate behavior. What to do if if a problem arises on Piazza? I mean, it's it's an internet forum, so you can get you know if you're allowing anonymous comments, you might get some some things you need to handle. So so having talking to your TAs about how to handle that, I think is really important. I'll add here as I was preparing this, I was looking at the stats page, or we were talking about the the stats page. You can kind of track how much your TAs are on Piazza and things, and and there that just I mean I'll just say it's that kind of creeps the the people out a little bit, right? To know that, you know, they can be watched. So I just I found it helpful to just be really open about um, what you're gonna do with that information. Uh, I don't do much with it. I basically look if if the number is zero or non-zero. I occasionally have a TA where it's zero and then I say to the TA, you know, you need to do more. Um, and I kind of explain that up front too, so so I don't I don't do too much with it. Um, but whatever you do, I I I think it's important to be open about it. And and then the last was just an anecdote that was really a, a one off. But we uh I've also started posting uh like like exam resources, practice exams, and solution keys and things in, in duplicate on Piazza, especially around midterm time. because um, we once had our whole uh we once had our whole website uh, go down for like 24 hours the night before an exam and all the students were freaking out, but then some of the TAs realized that we could still repost all the resources, all the PDFs up on Piazza and it gave us a backup and and, it was really helpful in in the event of that. So so we started doing a little bit of duplicating, not just with the course website, but but on this other platform because again, it's it's being stored on separate servers and it's unlikely they would both go down. Um, So that's anyways, that's just a modest thing we've been doing. Uh, All right. Thank you for for listening, and I'm curious if anyone has questions.
0: Excellent. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for an excellent presentation, and we're so excited to have you in the office today. Um, For folks on the line, Daniel happened to be in Palo Alto for meetings at Stanford, and we invited him to the office, so it's nice to see you in person. Um, And now what we'd like to do, if folks have questions, um, you have a little hand icon you can click, and I'd be happy to unmute you um, and allow you to ask your question and have Daniel answer it. Um, So if anyone on the line does have questions, please feel free to... Raise your hand or type the question into the question box. Wonderful, Dr. Sagal, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Dr. Sagal is actually a professor at um, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this, a P. J. Steya at the university in India. So welcome, sir.
2: Yeah, uh, I just want to know that how can we encourage our faculty in our university to use Piazza? I've been using Piazza for long, but uh, it's it's getting hard for me to you know. I encourage faculty members in the university uh, to use Piazza. Uh, I mean, what can be the best strategy that we can follow?
1: Yeah, so I would say what I found are I have two answers. Um, one is uh, explaining to people how, it, at first, for me, how it made my life easier, right? And and the the, the work with the TA. So this this thing about moving email questions to Piazza. I mean, in math classes. Professors and TAs complain incessantly about getting email questions about the homework and having to reply to them about the homework, and, and having something that solves that problem is, is so, so I do it colleague to colleague, it's been effective in that way. Um, the other thing, though, that, that has happened that, that's been effective in adopting it is we have uh, people in charge of some of these courses now, so something we call a calculus coordinator, Who who kind of oversees all the calculus courses and and is pushing best practices across the courses? And so once she was on board with this, then I was, you know, then then it 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 had been getting adopted within those courses. And as professors cycle through, they pick it up and and use it in in their own courses outside. Um, So those are the two mechanisms for me. Was just talking to colleagues about the email um, and. And then also having it get a little more formalized through through our calculus coordinator. Does that yeah, answer your that question? Is,
2: yeah. Uh, actually, the thing is that we are not referring to email system. We are referring to Moodle. So Moodle. They. Uh, but their point is that Moodle is as good as Piazza. So why they are? Why Piazza? Why not Moodle?
1: So I don't have a good answer to that because I've we only adopted Moodle recently, and I've so I haven't, I haven't used it very much at all. Um, but I can't really answer that one. As- I
0: can give a quick quick um, answer to this. Again, this is Caitlin McGarry at, at Piazza. Moodle, um, for folks that might not know, is a learning management system similar to Canvas and Blackboard. Um, but a couple of things that um, separate Piazza from, say, what's built into a Moodle or a Canvas or a Blackboard is a bit more robust features. For example, we have the anonymous posting function we have the statistics page where you can see your students activity and your instructors to help better manage a large teaching team um, as well as some technical features that are useful for um, stem courses one there being a lot tech editor we have code block and markdown and so some of those are the, some of the key features that piazza offers that a moodle discussion might not have okay thank you so much sir Our next question comes from Dr. Jan Plain from the University of Maryland, who is wondering, Daniel, why you use email for individual questions like grading issues rather than using the individual communication option within Piazza, the private posting function? Great question.
1: That's a great question. Um, I mean, the honest answer is I didn't know there was an individual uh, communication option within Piazza. I guess I probably knew it, but (laughs) I mean, the truth is so, so I mean, the more honest answer, I think, is uh, for those questions, actually face-to-face is the best for most of those. So, like, we actually aren't allowed, um, we aren't allowed to discuss, uh, I realized this as I was talking, I was a little off, we aren't supposed to discuss grades over email, um, and, and we really have to be careful about discussing grades over email through a third party because of our university's views of FERPA concerns. So, like... I would be allowed to email someone's University of Wisconsin account, but not a Gmail account about their their grade. But then you worry if the student is having it funneled through, or if you're going through Gmail or whatever, there, there are issues there. Um, and similarly, we'd have issues, I think, if I was talking directly about a student's grade information over Piazza, there'd be worries on our end about um, the FERPA concerns that that the folks at Piazza might not be allowed to have access to it. So. Our best practice is kind of not to do any great information. To do all great information face to face is kind of the simplest, um, and so often that's what that's what we end up doing. Um, as far as the other, for for grades, as far as the logistical questions of of email versus um, the individual, you know, like makeup exams, say for individuals versus for individual emails versus individual communication in piazza. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see any. Reason to do one over the other, I guess.
0: Um, I'll add here that Dr. Plain um, says agrees face to face is better for the actual grade, but they often ask, is it something I can get regraded or is it going to be curved?
1: Yeah, so so in those for, for those questions, um, well, for the curve, I will that seems to me is a course-wide question. And so if a student emails me that, I'll say, This is a great question, and I'll post without saying the student's name, right? A student asks will exam two be curved or what is the curve? And then I'll put the answer there. And similarly with, with regrades, um, I mean, yeah, with regrades it gets, for, for us it's mostly on exams, it gets tricky, but those we do face-to-face, those we have very formalized procedures for how to do regrades and we insist that those go through the TA in a face-to-face discussion. I mean, again, so that's, that's kind of our thing is we try to as much as possible, or I'll try as much as possible to if the question is is useful for multiple students, rephrase it in a way that it could be kind of presented publicly. And if it really is an individual concern, try to handle it face to face. And I got to add here. I mean, by and large, um, you know, the volume isn't isn't as massive, right? I mean, if the the, if the grading policies are communicated clearly, um, we aren't getting huge numbers of emails about you know can i how will my grade be affected if i whatever right because it's kind of we've been very we try to be very clear up front just so students know what the answers are in advance so i don't know i'm not sure i'm totally answering your question well but
0: well thank you both dr baudry i see um is asking about the anonymous mode in piazza and piazza does have anonymous posting function
2: dr are you
0: unmuted if you'd like to ask a question
2: thanks I think um, it just takes a little bit of time to make sure that students appreciate all the different possible ways for them to use Piazza. So they often will be emailing me because they um, are saying, well, I don't want my, my classmates to see this question. Um, but it's still a question that is not about grades or something that would be a FERPA concern. So I think making sure they understand how to submit anonymously, and as well as how to submit privately, um, is something you want to spend a little bit of time to make sure that students appreciate the flexibility for ways for them to get responses from the uh, the teaching staff.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. This is something we, uh, you know, I'll I will address um, not on the first day. I'll, on the first day, tell everyone to go. Sign up for piazza and things, but about a week into the course, I'll address very directly, as you say, uh, the different ways you can ask questions, and and then what the you know what the what the rule, what actually anonymous means. I mean, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, there are these two different types of anon- anonymity you can allow, kind of anonymity from your students or or from the students, but not to the instructors or or real pure anonymity. Um, and I've done both in the past, and I actually like the the one where it's it's. I prefer the one where it's uh, only anonymous to students, and I'll explain to students why why I do it that way and and what the things are. Um. But but yeah, I agree. It's it is important if you, if you want to really get broad buy-in, you have to push it and explain the features and kind of explain how it works.
2: Um. So one other comment is that I actually when they send me those very specific questions, that I think this is most appropriate for Piazza. I thought at one point you suggested that you actually post what they've said to Piazza. And I sort of, in order to make sure that they appreciate the way it should work, I say, you know, thanks for your question. Please post this to Piazza. So rather than answer it or take their question to Piazza for them, I ask them to take it directly to Piazza and post it um, themselves. So that they don't sort of see coming to me as the, the back door to Piazza.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. I you know I'll say I've found that if I do it once, then as long as the answer is on Piazza, they have to go to Piazza for the answer. It hasn't it hasn't been an issue for me, but I wouldn't be shocked if some other people had had different experiences and and found what you're saying to be a better uh, a better approach. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks so much. Um, I think I'll go ahead and add here, but Dr. Plain from, again, from University of Maryland um, does a demo on the first day of class about the options when going over the syllabus to get students familiar with Piazza and invites students based on the class list and sends an email before the first day. That's a great way to get students familiar with it and also has the anonymous settings set to allow students to post anonymously to their classmates, but not to the instructor, so instructors can see in the back end. And um, it also tells them to put all questions on Piazza rather than doing it for them. It helps them with tracking the responses. It's a great way for students to be able to see other students' questions, and the the resources are available to all students. <clears throat> Thank you so much for the, the added comments, it's fantastic.
1: I was gonna say, while, while I'm seeing these questions, I'm reminded of two questions I don't have the answers to. Um, but but one thing we'd run into was was you'll see to what extent you know Dr. Plane's comments were about you know setting standards for, for posting on Piazza, and we found if we if we let it be a total free for all just with no guidance, um, it can be harder to search and, and find the questions you want, um, and so so we've tried some amount of saying you know if you're going to ask about a homework question try to format it in this way right do chapter period, dot, you know, or whatever, right? Some standardized format for asking about homework questions so it's easier to search. Um, and just explaining that once or twice. I mean, it will never be adopted 100%, but, but that certainly helped with the searchability a little bit. And it's similar to, to this kind of idea of, of modeling the, the good behavior.
0: Dr. Plana I unmuted you just to see if perhaps we could hear from you, because you had such great comments. Um, if you'd like to, please feel free to jump in.
1: Hello. Um, I
0: agree with you on the
1: standards. Our questions don't usually come from a chapter book thing, but we make extensive use of the threads or
0: whatever they're called in Piazza, I forgot. The We are constantly adjusting what items they can post under. And they seem to do pretty good on choosing, especially now that it changed that you have to choose one. It used to be that some could be uncategorized. Yeah. Now that they're forced to choose, they usually make something that's a valid choice and that makes it easier to search. Yeah. Great addition. Thank you so much. Um, well, with that, I, again, I want to thank everyone for your time and your participation and offering your insights today. We know it's the end of the semester, and folks are extremely busy. Um, so we're very grateful. And with that, I think this will conclude today's session. Thanks so much. Yeah.
1: Thank you.